tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Nick Cage Fight Podcast, where we uh, summarize, uh, analyze, and uh, go over in pedantic detail every single film uh, Nicolas Cage has starred in, uh, the good, the garbage, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Josh, joined, as always, by Rich and Ryan. How are we feeling? I have been trapped in paradise for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was also my opening. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> All of us, due to incredible technical difficulties, has has literally been stuck in paradise for three weeks now, and I can't stand it anymore. Uh, so we duct taped together a rig to get this recording done, um, and not a moment too soon, because uh, uh, I can't go on like this. No, um, no, this is insanity. We we were trying to get this out for Christmas, and as we sit here on January 11th. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe we should push back Family Man till next year. <laughs> Can't do another Christmas movie this late after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. true, true. So um, <laughs> where we last left off, uh, just, just refreshing... Uh, everybody's memory here in the in the in our separate studios is the bank has just been robbed in in paradise pa and the furpo brothers um god i forgot that was their fucking last name i had to double check my notes because i was like furpos what the fuck is going on um uh have have successfully gotten in the getaway car after a couple of snafus uh and gotten uh away uh, at this point, uh, we cut to uh, the prison uh, where Dave got the idea to rob the bank um, uh, from a mobster guy that was in prison talking about his plan to rob this bank once he got out of prison. So uh, this this mobster guy is uh, in prison and he is told uh that that bank had just been robbed that's on the news uh and he immediately uh assumes uh that dave and Al- uh alvin uh did it based on his conversations with them that's a little jump in believability for me that a small town bank would make the news in like new york I like yeah, a, and, what was it like also, a quarter of a million dollars? A yeah, quarter like, of a million like, dollar what, bank heist might make the news. Maybe. Well, yeah, but that's not even that. I feel like that's not a lot of money for a bank heist. I feel like if you're trying to knock over a bank, you want to try to at least get to like the seven digit like figure, you know? Yeah. And well, in first of all, in 1994, and second of all, I'm not up on modern bank robberies. What was the what was the most successful bank robbery in the last ten years? Does anybody know? No idea. Um, no, uh, no. I I can tell you two stories because I grew up with somebody who tried to rob a bank. 
Sure. That's really cool. <laughs> no, no, it's he uh he he grew up um like two houses down from a TD bank in a certain town that we all know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um and I can see ran... it in my mind's eye in the place beyond knowing. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um ran out of drugs. Uh, didn't have any money, so went down, uh, put his hand in his pocket, slipped the teller a note saying, I have a gun, give me money. They gave him, like, not a lot of money, like 800 bucks, and he was caught almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, you would be. Um, what do you the, think the lowest <laughs> amount he would have walked out of there for? <laughs> like 40 slipped, bucks. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I was about to say, probably 20s. 40 bucks. He was on heroin. Um. I and then there was a uh, there was a pro wrestler named Nick Gage who tried to who did rob a bank. Yeah, he I, robbed a bank this. for like thirty thousand dollars. Um, went to Atlantic City, and just blew it all on things you blow it on, like drugs and hookers and fancy hotel rooms. And after a week, he had spent all the money. He's like, "All right," and then just surrendered to the cops. <laughs> That's a class act, right? Were there. they on to him, or did he just show up and just been like, "All right, I'm done." With the so there were there were pictures. <laughs> I had of my him. crime. There were pictures of him doing it because, like, one of the jokes were, and I'll actually I'll send you guys a dark side of the ring on him, um, because they actually make this joke, which is like Nick Gage, famous for wearing a bandana mask to the ring. <laughs> doesn't wear a mask to rob a bank. <laughs> Incredible. So they're releasing the footage and you just see his face. So he knew he's like, I'm fucked. I'm just going to have a good time with this money and then surrender myself. Uh, we're rebranding as the Nick Gage fight podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Josh, I don't know if you're ready for that. I've shown you some Nick Gage stuff and you were like, oh no. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. I can be the the fresh perspective on it. And that way you can do uh, the synopses of the match and I can just watch and react in horror. <laughs> A little here's, role reversal. Here's him almost murdering David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that David Arquette did a little wrestling in his time. Yeah, and then got his neck sliced by a uh, shredded light tube and stopped. Right, yeah. Yeah, that'll 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 really put a damper on your spirits for your new hobby. Yeah, especially when like you're a 48 year old David Arquette. Yeah, yeah, you don't need that shit. <laughs> so yeah, so that being said, again, I'm not overly aware of of successful bank robberies. I don't know that they happen very often in the modern age. Um, <clears throat> Also, you got to figure if they do ever happen, like it's in the bank's best interest to keep that shit to themselves. Yeah, and right? just file an insurance claim. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm going to have to fucking do a deep dive on yeah, modern I'm also bank curious. robbery. <laughs> if you find out yep. anybody's uh, gotten some real good big scores, let me know. I'm kind of curious. I was going to say, if we were on our traditional setup, this is the part of the episode where we would have lost Ryan to furiously clacking on his yeah. keyboard for research. And then 15 minutes later, he would tell us about the top 10 bank robberies in the last <laughs> 10 years. Um, so, I mean, I'm still going to do that. <laughs> yeah. All I have to say is, fuck you, Xfinity. Fuck you completely. 
fuck you into a thin paste. Yeah, we were never going to get the sponsorship anyway, so yeah. <laughs> suck it. Yeah. Suck it, Xfinity. Fucking monopolists. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, uh, a helicopter arrives in Paradise and a special agent gets out to investigate the bank robbery. Um, uh, he he says, you know, the snow that there's a snowstorm and it's coming down hard, so it should be easy to find the robbers, uh, especially if they were trying to go north. Uh, which of course leads uh to us cutting to the Furpos, who immediately shout out that they are going north. Um, so <laughs> that being said, Alvin has no sense of direction, which is something that I can identify with uh, uh very much so. Uh, so it's possible that they might have turned around completely. Um, however, uh, their car is spotted by a uh state trooper. Uh, who uh, gives chase like right away. Uh, they lose control of the vehicle and run off the road and crash. I can't remember if the, the, the cop car crashes too, but they basically run um, the car off of a, a bridge, but like tiny bridge over like yeah, a, little, a little tiny bridge, like a little, little ravine bridge. Yeah. Like a retention ditch uh, is what it's over. And they're uh, a friendly local. Uh, spots the wreck and picks him up uh he lets them all know that the all of the roads leading to the interstate are closed um and he'll just he'll take them back to his family's house because they you know they got no way to get out of there anyway there's a funny bit where he makes them sing in the car uh since they'll need to sing at his aunt's house when uh they arrive and he drives them directly back into paradise where of course uh, they arrive at the bank manager's house. The oh, family... by by the way, um, the most successful bank heist, uh, two thousand and seven, two hundred eighty-two million dollars in in Baghdad. Oh, okay. They that, that's a the decent why, chunk of cheddar. So the, the reason why I'm saying most successful is like I found a list of biggest, and this was the biggest where they never found the people responsible. Okay. That's still like later than I anticipated for a successful bank heist. And more money than I anticipated. Yeah, because that's, I mean, yeah, Baghdad kind of makes sense comparatively. Because like, if you did that shit in the U.S. within 10 years of 9-11, they're fucking getting your ass. Now, the the largest ever was a series of bank robberies in 2003, also in Iraq, during the Iraq War. Uh. So while it was happening, Saddam Hussein like basically withdrew a billion dollars from like the national bank and just like kept it. And then when the American soldiers like found him, they just looted the fuck out of it. Of course. So that yeah. counts as a bank heist. I, I, I count that as a bank heist. Okay. Um, 35 Solid. service members were caught. So there's so many Americans just running around with Saddam Hussein money. I'm Isn't not going like, to lie. Roughly the... the same plot as that George Clooney movie. Fucking three, three kings, kings. Three space jams. <laughs> yeah, that was gold specifically. There, that was gold. That's right. Yeah, taken. yeah. I will say that that 2007 Baghdad uh, bank robbery that that smacks of 
former U.S. military member. Yeah. <laughs> if if the cops need any tips <laughs> in what direction to look, that's where I would fucking start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like wait 50 years and check out the declassified CIA documents where you realize it was just the CIA. I feel like the CIA is less <laughs> oddly less co- covert about that shit. Yeah. They're like, no. All of our money is in heroin and cocaine <laughs> <laughs> and arms trading. Yeah, I was going to say it's secondhand AKs. <laughs> yeah, we don't sully our hands with fucking bank robberies. What are we in kindergarten? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back in paradise, the uh, bank manager's family is, of course, super nice. Uh, sweet enough to give you diabetes um these strangers in their house they they get them changed out of their clothes into dry stuff uh from literally from their own presence underneath the tree so brand new shit i Uh, like just the nicest like just the nicest people in the world real salt of the earth yeah yep absolutely and they also learned that sarah uh the lady who worked at the bank uh, lives there as well. She rents out uh, one of their upstairs rooms. She is the only one who seems like less than enthused that these people are here. Everybody else is like fucking psyched about it, which yeah. is crazy to me. I got uh, that holiday spirit. I I know I've told this story on the the podcast before. I'm almost positive of it, but since this is set in Pennsylvania, uh, it bears repeating very briefly. Uh, one of the times uh, my wife and I were in because we like to cheaply vacation in rural Pennsylvania and we went to one of these like little uh tourist trappy towns um and there was no parking the place that we were at and there was like a little hand-drawn sign saying parking here 20 bucks or something like that and when we pulled in it was like a bucket like a literal bucket that you put cash in no lockbox no like slot to drop it through just a bucket of cash uh, and I put it in there and we went next door and asked uh, the people at the coffee shop if they knew anything about that or if that was legit or not. And they're like, we have no idea. And so <laughs> I went back out and called the number on the sign. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, I just bought this building right here. I'm renovating it. And so I'm letting people use the parking uh, lot. Uh, and he came out on the balcony and like waved to me. And I was like, oh, I was like, so my car's not going to get towed. He's like, no. And I was like, my apologies if this is a weird conversation for you. It's a weird conversation for me. I'm from New Jersey. We don't trust like that. No, <laughs> no, especially. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. It was it, it was one of those things where you're ever in a place and you realize you're bringing down the property values. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much everywhere I go. Yeah. So it was, it yeah, was I, a little bit. I of just walk shock. around and. Uh, Property values drop 5%. <laughs> I'm the living embodiment of that one guy that just goes out to his backyard and shoots a gun like every month to keep the property values down. There you go. That's that's fair. But yeah, a, a, a friend of mine went to co- lived in New Jersey their whole life, went uh, to college like down south, didn't have a vehicle. So they walked like a mile to school every day. And every time to and from like 15, 20 people would be like, hey, do you need a ride? Do you need a ride? And it took like two weeks for it to sink in. It's like, oh, these aren't murderers. (laughs) (laughs) The only people that would offer something like that where I'm from. (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah, that's uh, uh, I think that's the vibe that they're specifically going for here. And so uh, I had a couple of examples that I was like, yeah, okay, I could see yeah. this. Um, so uh, the TV's on, and Dave uh, learns that uh, Mizuchi, I think, is the name of the mobster dude from prison. Um, Mizuchi that right. and one of his like yeah. cohorts escaped from the prison during a blizzard during the blizzard that's currently happening right um, and they only escaped like because of the blizzard like be they escaped in like a like a snow plow or something yeah i forget what it was and like also they escaped because they heard the news of the the fucking bank robbery right it was like one of those things where it's like he was just chilling in prison uh I guess to be nice and he could escape anytime he wanted. So he heard about this and was just like, fuck this. I'm out, you know, as prisons famously are. Yeah. 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 Also, I mean, that, that's roughly what goes down with uh, Goldblum and uh, what's his face in raising Arizona. They're just like, yeah, we're going to leave now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you mean John Goodman? Yeah. John. Yeah, John Goodman. He That's said right. Goldblum, and I'm just like, where's he going uh, with this? Yeah, fair. And uh, Bloom, I can't remember the Goodman. other guy. Goodman. John Goodman and not John Goodman is what I called them. Yeah. Forsyth? The Was it ones. William Forsyth? I think so. Okay. Listener, I'm if you're curious, go listen to internet. that episode. Write in. Let us know. Remind yeah. us who this other person was. <laughs> um, There's... Uh, it, it's I call it a funny aside because I think this this is referenced in one other scene in the rest of the film. The family has a three-legged dog named Tripod. Yes. And yes. if you put a three-legged dog in your piece of media, I will mention it, even if it's completely ancillary to the story. <laughs> yeah. That dog was just there too. They decided to cast him when they were on site because they're the director was like, oh shit, a three-legged dog. Like, how many times do you have a chance to film this? This is amazing. <laughs> this will put money. It'll put butts in the seats. <laughs> yeah. And I just imagine it's actually just Nick Cage being like, it's a three-legged dog. Let's film this shit. Yeah. See, that's that's the kind of trivia I would not question. At this point in our journey through this, I would not be surprised if like, like a tidbit was like, Nick Cage found a three-legged dog living on the street and convinced the director to put it in the film. <laughs> <laughs> well, Remember, Nick Cage essentially directed this movie. He did, yeah, that's, that's right. That's true. He convinced himself to put that dog in the movie. Yeah. You know what else he did? He insisted on ads for people who don't give us a dollar a month. Right now. You gotta give. You gotta, you gotta give. give. And uh, there's your I think you should leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's always, there's always one. Uh, yeah, we just, gotta, we, we just gotta hit the Sopranos and uh, that's it. And yeah. why not a Twins Peak? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's we another we one. A, a, a twins peak. <laughs> I mean, we got it because we got uh Shelly uh Shelly's here. Yeah. Dynamic. Mm. Um all right, so listen to these ads real quick. Just, you know, fast forward or give us a dollar. Give us a dollar. Don't don't fast forward. It's illegal. Give us a dollar. You can fast forward. That's that's fine. That's fine. No, it's illegal. Don't do it. How about you fast forward then give us a dollar? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Compromise. Compromise. I like it. Okay. Here's ads. Also, breaking the law is cool. Here's ads. Man, it took us like 30 seconds to get through that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he kept one or did jo- Josh, put put your personal politics to the side and let him give us a dollar. They can give, give us, us a, a dollar. dollar. I would never say no to them giving us a dollar, but at the same time, um, you know, break the law. It's neat. No, I'm, it is yeah, I'm not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. Do not hold I me liable lawyer, for your bad decisions. I do say do crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I am a lawyer, and crime is super cool. It's so cool. <laughs> Why do you think all the best movies are about criminals? Goodfellas, <laughs> Godfather, Ever see Taxi Heat? Driver. Heat's like Heat? one of the best movies ever made. It's about crime, because yeah. it's cool. Fucking thief? Come on. <laughs> I could keep naming these for hours. <laughs> Dude, I, now I'm just picturing. I'm I'm curious. There has to be a literal legal reason why, like your local criminal defense attorney that you can hire isn't like his ad isn't just break the law. It's awesome. Hire me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that is who I would fucking call. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's about. <laughs> um. So Dave panics after seeing um, uh, this this news story uh, and calls his mom from the family's home. And of course, Mizuchi is already there and holding their mom hostage in exchange for the money. Um, the Dave, timeline's a little tight, I think, but it's incredibly tight. And also, I have to say, I am very impressed with the speed of their news cycle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Dave uh, has to, to think quickly to uh, keep Bill from grabbing the phone and finding out exactly what's going on and manages to deflect uh, 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 Bill's suspicion about Dave and this whole enterprise. So they sit down for dinner. Um, there is a very funny scene where Alvin empties the entirety of a gravy boat on his <laughs> plate, um which is just uh, uh, rank absurdity um, well because why wouldn't he he's stealing the gravy it's, it's so <laughs> ridiculous it's like again it's one of those bits that i would expect to see in wayne's world where he's just like uh-huh they're like talking and everything he just keeps pouring fucking gravy yeah yeah um uh, it, it kind of smacks of the close encounters of the third kind, the guy making the mashed potato spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, so during dinner, the uh, uh, the brothers are informed that the robbery is likely to shut down the little bank entirely uh, and allow a larger national chain to take over. Um, when they question how like such a small bank got so much money to lose in the first place, um, they basically learned that the banker was <laughs> the banker was doing an altruistic small scale version of the housing crisis or what triggered the housing crisis, which was giving loans to people who couldn't who didn't have collateral to cover it uh, in an effort to keep this little uh, town alive. Um, so uh, I don't see how that worked that would work out for them in the long term. But this is apparently a thing that they had been doing. Yeah, he seems like a shitty bank, though. He doesn't do capitalism very well. Yeah, but also not just even general financial planning. Like, I understand uh, taking on riskier loans to a certain extent. And I guess, like, the townsfolk did, you know, pay shit back, you know, with uh, terms that were more favorable than maybe their circumstances uh, qualified them for. 
but long term, I, I I don't know how that would have functioned. Um, well, I mean, you'd have another housing collapse, obviously. Yeah, but well, just yeah. in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like home loans. It was like business loans. And yeah, shit. so it's just kicking the can down the road, I guess, for failing mom and pop shops. Um, anyway, so it probably actually all would have worked out in the end when they finally got bought out by like a Starbucks and shit like that. And they just paid <laughs> down their back debt. Um, so anyway, uh, Sarah calls around. Uh, and finds a bus that is going to be going to Philly for the Furpo brothers. She, like I said, she's the only one that seems to want them out of there. Um, the family is still incredibly nice to them as they're leaving. I think give them they give them more shit like, uh, like wool caps and whatnot so that they're warm. I think they even offer them money. They like, do, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're gonna need this to get back. Anyway, so um. Uh, Sarah drives them to the bus station. Um, and this is where um, uh, we see that the 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 guys that worked in the shop that Alvin was was stealing shit from where they got the ski masks and whatnot are like deputized and suspicious of the Furpo brothers. So uh, they're still staking them out and following them. Um. Yeah, which I believe I said in, like, the first episode, I didn't like how there were two sets of villains, but, like, this set is, like, the bumbling idiot villains. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the other set of villains, uh, we cut to the mobsters um, driving Ma Furpo. um, The uh, best bit in the fucking movie. I was going to say, I kind of love this. They they struck comedy gold here. It's so good. She she is the funniest character in the whole fucking thing. Yeah. In, in my opinion, she's just tormenting them. Like it's not your opinion; them. it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a great bit. Um, so Sarah drops off. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because you're just making jokes about the 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 twins peak i in my notes i have sarah drops off the brothers furpo <laughs> and takes off um, <laughs> uh, uh bill goes to get tickets um and he is in fact short of cash at least the cash in his uh own wallet uh so he dips in to to go into the cash stolen from the bank However, cops come into the bus station right at this moment. So he bails on snagging cash from the duffel and just is like, I I can't pay for these tickets. And the lady, of course, like every person in this mythical place in Pennsylvania is just like, I'll cover you. Goes in, literally goes into her own wallet um, and, and pays for his tickets uh, and, and tells him Merry Christmas, basically. So as they go outside and get ready to board the bus, uh, the shop boys uh, rush in like right when it looks like the other cops are going to be stopping Bill uh, to question him. Um, And they grab the duffel bag and Bill causes a scene by grabbing uh, the one guy's gun and firing into the ground, which causes chaos. Uh, Everybody scatters. Uh, this interrupts the uh, other police officers. Is this where um, Nick Cage yells like, he has a yeah, gun! Yeah, he has a yes, gun! Yes. And in the chaos, Bill is able to snag uh, the duffel bag uh, and make good an escape uh, where the uh, 
uh, all of the other cops rush the scene and detain uh, the shop guys. It is a good unhinged cage scene. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, it might be the most unhinged unhinged cage that we get the whole movie yeah it, quite possibly agent pizer is back at the command uh center which i think is like a gym or something like that wherever they they co-opted for their workspace with the the boys from the shop uh who are trying to clear uh clear up what happened uh at the bus station and they get a lead on the car uh, that the Furpo boys ditched. So this was the car that they came to Paradise in with all the guns in the back that they pushed into a lake and stole another car in order to rob the bank. So uh, they go to investigate that while uh, the Furpo brothers work on trying to steal a boat to escape the town via river. Um, <laughs> it's a fucking Looney Tunes <laughs> shit, honestly. It yeah. It's very cartoonish. And <laughs> Ma Furpo has successfully tormented the mobsters enough that they they put her in a trunk um <laughs> where she, she continues is, to torment she, them. yeah she is shit talking them the entire fucking time <laughs> yeah like slam it against the back of the uh the rear seating and everything <laughs> she's a real one yeah real 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 firecracker that ma furpo so the river escape doesn't go super great um alvin falls overboard there's a police helicopter spotlighting the river um bill and dave have to abandon the 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 boat on the shore and try and chase alvin to where again the saints that live in paradise are like forming they spotted uh alvin floundering in the water and formed a human chain and i'm talking like fucking 60 year old 70 year olds is like not a young person amongst them human chaining themselves into freezing cold water uh to save alvin from certain death well i mean this is a town that doesn't have a young person in sight outside of sarah yeah Everyone i was gonna say the, the only like this, person this town, that's under 50 is fucking shelly from twin peaks yeah like this town is going to die in 15 years. No, there's there's the cross-eyed sheriff's son. There's the... Uh... He's not reproducing. No, <laughs> he's not going to lay fair. his seat anyway. He's asexual. <laughs> but also, the, 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 the dude who picks him he, up, the one that's like... Uh, he got really a dandruff the, the 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 nephew of uh, the bank manager. Also, um, also very into Andrew Tate. No, he was a nice young man. <laughs> If anything, Jordan Peterson. He, he looks like the kind of guy who makes his bed every morning. You know what I'm saying? He thinks that men are uh, stealing women's magic with their penises. Yeah, he fears, he oh, fears so the he's mystical Dave dragon Sim. of femininity. <laughs> he, so he's the cartoonist Dave Sim who worked on Cerebus. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, so the townsfolk bring Alvin into the rescuing family's house and and literally save him from death, like uh, CPR, get him to spit up water and not die, just barely. Uh, the FBI is, uh, pulls the abandoned Furpo car from the water where they find ski masks that were were left in it after the robbery. Yeah, it would have to be, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh. The, the, the family that saved Alvin brings uh, the Furpos to church uh, where they run back into uh, Sarah and uh, the bank manager whose name is escaping me right now. Revolver guy from the thing. Yeah, the guy from the thing. 
So uh, Sarah pulls Bill aside at this point, and we get my favorite joke in the movie, which when I tell you guys it, it it's it's dumb, but for whatever reason, the deliver of the, the delivery of these lines got me so bad. So uh, Alvin Dana Carvey's character uh, says says to Dave, "I'm gonna go into confession." Uh, and Dave is like, they don't have confession. They're Protestants. Are you shitting me? And he's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that got me so good. But no, it's the the next line. It's the, well, I'm still going. That gets me. (laughs) The the, I'm still going to like, it's like they're Protestants. They don't have confession. Are you shitting me? (laughs) (laughs) The delivery, the delivery of these lines is is excellent, um, <laughs> especially because Dave Carvey is losing his fucking mind with that accent. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's so good. Uh, and and love it's put some stank on the new yeah. <laughs> afterwards. So uh, anyway, uh, that one got the biggest laugh out of me. So. Sarah sort of calls out Bill on having robbed the bank, and he sort of calls her out on lying about her last name to the townsfolk and being related to this imprisoned mobster. Um, It's clear that Bill is second-guessing this whole scheme at this point and would like to undo it um, however he can. Uh, he does also uh, uh, have feelings for Sarah because he tries to kiss her and she politely refuses. Um, after, she, after she walks off, I forgot how stupid this gets. Uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. yeah. After she walks off. After and like the days, whole romantic side plot is so dumb. It's just kind of like a, it's shoehorned in there for no reason. It, it It is like the same as that line from The Office when Daryl's just like, I'm hot. You're hot. Let's do this thing. (laughs) (laughs) So Alvin and Dave pull up in a horse-drawn sleigh. uh, And Bill gets in and they take off just ahead of the police. Um, This is one of the funnier chase scenes I've seen. Because this horse-drawn sleigh is navigating these snowy roads much better than these police cars uh, and FBI vehicles that are slipping all over the place, uh, unable to catch up with the horse and sleigh, all eventually crashing and the boys getting away. Yeah, it's some, it's some Benny Hill shit. Yeah, it really is. Some some Keystone Cops shit. Um, so uh, the having gotten away from the police pursuit, the boys try and hitchhike a little further away from town. Uh, at having abandoned the sleigh, however, Merlin, which is the name of the horse that is pulling the sleigh, in <laughs> case you were wondering, uh, I was, sleigh, I was wondering. The the sleigh breaks through uh the the ice over whatever body of water that they parked this on, and uh, we almost get a shit. I'm gonna fuck up the name of this horse, and nobody's gonna ever let me forget it. We get an almost uh eight eight tracks situation going on here oh shit i can't remember uh, never-ending story horse yeah 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 i can't remember yeah, I, I think atrax is correct but i haven't seen those in years so okay okay Don't here i I, I will play the uh part of ryan and feverishly tight okay 
I, mean, um, I can feverishly type. It's just not going to go anywhere. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Artax? Artax. All right. So You so, fucking idiot. You f- you nincompoop. A failure. <laughs> How dare you put some respect on that name? It was close, and I blotted out the memory for my own safety, because that is not what belonged in a children's movie. <laughs> no. Hey, I prefer when children's movies were deeply unsettling. I'll yeah, watch well, that's... Fuck. If I ever have kids, I'm making them watch Watership Down. You're a monster. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, to prove my point, this movie has more of a heart as far as not ruining adults' uh, Christmas time viewing. In that uh, even the cold, cold hearts of the brothers Furpo uh, is moved and they work together to save Merlin the horse uh, from being pulled down into the icy depths of whatever fucking body of water they were on. A lake, maybe a puddle. I'm honestly not sure. Um, Let me pull up a map of Paradise uh, PA again. (laughs) (laughs) Keep forgetting it's a real place. It is a real place. That we're going to go to after we buy a bulk case of Trapped in Paradise DVDs and hand them to every local we see. We're going <laughs> to run out of that town. Boys. We're going to sign them as Nick Cage and then in very small font, fight. <laughs> oh, there's a tiny, tiny lake. Is there a river that runs through it? I mean, according to this, there is, but like I don't see it. So maybe it's one of those things where it was and just global warming caught up. Maybe. So, yeah. So they save the sleigh and the horse from the water and then take the sleigh to a diner. Because <laughs> uh, we see it parked outside. I miss and... good diners. I feel like there aren't any fucking good diners anymore. We well, I mean, they died in diner 2020. Central. We do, but none of them are any good anymore. They all suck. You're I think I think you're remembering diners with some some uh uh rose tinted glasses there. All I want is for them to be open 24 hours. None of them are open 24 hours anymore. Really? Yes. That is the only thing that stops me from saying that we have good diners. Because I'm not expecting good food at a diner. I'm just expecting to be able to go to a diner at three in the morning when I want a cup of coffee and two greasy eggs. Yeah, I yeah, I, I get that. I haven't found myself in a situation where I was looking for a diner at that time in some years, but I'm getting fucking old. <laughs> yeah, but say I'm kind of I'm like in bed by like 1230 these days, like a late night for me is 130 a.m. I'm like, oh, man, I got to leave this bar. It is it is one in the morning <laughs> on godly hours. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that one. Gone are the days where. I've walked out and been like, oh, the sun is coming up. This is this. I'm really going to feel terrible for about. Yeah, I can't do that shit morning. anymore, but I, I can't fall asleep before 2 a.m. It's just never been possible for me. You'll get there, buddy. Yeah, a couple maybe. more years on. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, listen, it it hit me late, too. Um, Everybody told me by the time I was 30 that like shit would catch up with me. And then I was fine at 30. It was 32 for me. 32 was when I fucking hit my wall. About to be 35. So I have a sneaking suspicion in the next couple of weeks I'm just going to (laughs) die. 
No, you you're, you you seem more resilient than the rest yeah. of us. I realized I was old when I sprained my ankle once uh, a couple years back. So I'm I think I'm 36 now. I stopped counting after 21 because you That's don't fair. unlock anything new. Um, well, 24, 20, 24 for uh, renting a car. I would never do that. So, <laughs> so I sprained my ankle a couple of years ago, and it it hurt for six months straight. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. Well, listen, you know what you can do for a broken ankle, right? You can gas station dick pills. <laughs> yeah, you can get gas station Ooh. dick pills. Or maybe there's another ad that is coming up or the guaranteed foolproof way to have a sprained ankle healed in a week. Give us a dollar. Oh, we are faith healers. Give us a dollar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Prosperity mm-hmm. gospel. The more you give, the more you get. With enough $1 donations, we can start a tent revival. Can I get a name, man? Call down. Call down the healing power of Nick Cage. For all you Cage heads out there that give. If you give, you will be healed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Nick Cage has to be a faith healer in a movie coming up soon. Yeah, that seems like a perfect casting for him. Where the fuck was he in that uh, Righteous Gemstones show? I know, he would have been great. Well, he said he wants to do more TV. Maybe season four. I'd fucking pay to whatever channel that is to actually watch that and not pirate it. (laughs) You heard it. Please, get somebody get this script to Nick Cage. Even I'll give. (laughs) All right, so listen, either either give and get healed or don't and listen to these ads. Maybe they can help you. I almost I almost wanted to try and do like you know how you can bait out bots on Twitter nowadays by just yeah, saying so a combination of things. Yeah. I just want to be like hurt ankle joints, joints over 50. <laughs> just, just see if we can trick AdSense into putting something in there for that. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the like the like shotgun uh, scatter ads are quite like that. We would have ended up with the uh, uh, Texas catheter <laughs> ads. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. I'm just surprised we haven't gotten ads for the jacking pants. Yeah, those are more those are more uh like non-audio ads. Audio ads have like are I have to look at what the proliferation of uh of those are because I mean it's like used cars dealerships is the big one. You got medical stuff and BYU. Yeah. Those Mormons love their ads. They fucking <laughs> love radio. They're so pissed that TV took over. Yeah, uh, they're like, radio's coming back, baby. As soon as all these heathens stop drinking caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically AM radio. They love AM radio. <laughs> I mean, look, AM radio kind of fucks because like late at night sometimes you can get like Chicago stations, and that is kind of a cool thing that can happen. Oh, you mean like uh coast to coast with george nori that kind of stuff yeah or just like when when i was a kid and was like way more into sports than i am now like if it was like 10 o'clock at night and the cubs were playing in like the eighth inning i could tune in to like 1000 a.m and kind of get it okay and that was like that don't know that was cool that was interesting to me how am and fm radio waves work 
that but is, we're not here to talk about I'm sorry, I was radio completely waves. distracted by the fact that you have a visual ad running right now for Taco Bell in your background. And so the whole time you were going on about AMFM, I was like, oh, shit, Rich is living Moss right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Taco Bell bag in the background. I do. <laughs> I got no, wildly I distracted by that just now. Well, y- you see, because I have been so poor recently, because my job is fucking terrible, um, I've I've come up with a way where I know exactly when to eat. So that I only eat one meal a day, and that one meal a day is normally eight dollars from Taco Bell. Snake meal. I call it snake meal. Yeah. I've been at that point <laughs> several times in my life. And you eat one one meal and it makes you real sick and tired. And then you, go to and then you just sleep until your next snake meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been living like that for like ten years now. <laughs> so so back to this movie real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's do it. Yeah, just for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So Bill tells Alvin and Dave, look, this was a mistake. I still have the keys to the vault and I'm going back into town and I'm putting the money back, which I don't know if that gets you out of being in trouble. Um, I feel like it should. Yeah. Um, Dave uh, tries to argue against this. Excuse me, briefly, uh, but Alvin agrees with Bill. Alvin has also been charmed uh, by this place and these people. So um, Alvin also uh, basically blows up all of Dave's uh, concocted bullshit. He explains that Bill isn't, in fact, wanted back in New York. Um, uh, Dave had picked up his wallet. It wasn't left at the scene and found by the cops when they were chased initially. Um and Bill was right in his original assumption that this whole thing was a setup from the get-go to get him to agree to the bank robbery. Uh, Dave eventually does confess to all this as well. I can't, the, When Bill's like, put all the cops that showed up at the restaurant, I think he's like, uh, yeah, I called him and told him I was on the roof with a sniper rifle or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> um, I, didn't, I don't think I caught that line when I watched it. That's really fucking good. He chuckled. It's something like that. Like it is is on the on on par with like, oh, yeah, I just called in a bomb scare or some <laughs> shit. And uh, uh, Bill looks like he's he takes it. OK. And then he gets up and flips the fucking table. And as he walks out of the diner, tells him to put it on on Dave and Alvin's tab. <laughs> um, uh, and he leaves with the duffel of money. Uh uh, Bill hitchhike or no, he goes to it's a gas station uh, nearby to get dick uh, pills? trying to. What was that to get dick pills specifically yeah, to get no. Rhino 69 well, or 20 to, to get dick pills and 75 find, experience points <laughs> and find somebody to take them back to paradise. Um, and he does coincidentally. Uh, it just so happens uh, that it's the mobsters that are going to paradise to find the Furpo brothers. But. They found the one Furpo brother that they don't recognize and the one Furpo brother that wouldn't recognize them. Oh, no. Hijinks and Sue. Yeah. So wacky. Goofy hijinks and coincidence. Um, So uh, he gets in the car that has his own mother in the trunk um, and they take off uh, as as Dave and Alvin like they see this happening and try and get out and stop it. uh, But they're too late. (laughs) Um, 
So Bill's talking with the mobsters on the ride, uh, and they learn he thinks he's uh he thinks he's in love. He's fallen for one of these local girls. Uh Sarah, who happens to be the driver, the the big mobster's daughter. Uh he says he doesn't have a picture of her, uh, but he does have a picture of his mother. Uh, and he pulls it out to show them, which is when they realize he's a furpo and okay, has the money. Hold on, I'm about to say, so I, I was going to say, I kind of love this bit, and you kind of glossed over it because yes, it, they're, they're like the same thing. Yeah, the, you've got a picture of your mother. We've got pictures of our mothers. Let's compare. Yes. Let's, let's compare. And then Nick Cage says, "Well, you show me yours, and I'll show you mine." Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good bit. It is a good bit. Um. Also making fun of Italians in general, which is yes. hilarious. Yeah, which is always to do. Correct. Yes. <laughs> As an Italian, yes. So uh, there's a big scene where Bill manages to escape the vehicle as the mobsters are trying to shoot him. Um, and I can't remember why they keep driving. I guess because they were firing guns and uh, this is drawing attention. But Bill basically manages to roll out of the car and get away. Um, he's back in paradise at least. Um, and Alvin and Dave show up right then with the sleigh and the horse, and they ride back, uh, into town together and over to the bank. Uh, inside the bank, uh, Bill relays what happened to him in the car with the mobsters, and Dave continues to lie. He had, he had a brief moment, uh, where he's telling the truth, and now he's back to lying. So they have the bank manager's keys, but it's a whole key ring. Um, And Bill uses the wrong key to try and get into the vault, and it sets off the alarm. So uh, the cops and the FBI agents get a call that the bank alarm is going off, and they scramble to converge on it. Um, The inside of the vault is locked down, and so the furpos can't return the money. So they run off with it. Um. They manage to get out of there before the cops show up, and their backup plan is to pile the money along with a note in front of the church before knocking and running away. Ding-dong ditching with a quarter of a million dollars. Instead um, of a flaming bag of dog shit. Yeah. That's how you do I'd it. I much prefer their version. Yeah, I'd rather have like a quarter <laughs> of a million dollars than some flaming dog shit. Um, so... uh. The boys on their way uh, 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 away from the church run directly into where the shop boys are replacing a tire that was shot out by Agent Pizer uh, right before the uh, horse-drawn sleigh car chase uh, because these guys have thoroughly pissed off Pizer. So uh, they hold the brothers up at gunpoint uh, and drive off uh barely missing uh, the FBI agents as they're leaving the bank, having found nobody there. Um, However, I'm sorry, uh, not just the FBI agents, like the local cops and stuff like that, because it turns out uh, that Agent Pizer is following uh, the shop boys uh, at this point. Um, The shop boys take uh, the furpos to the bank manager's house, uh, where the mobsters are already parked on the road as they arrive. Agent Pizer, in his tailing car, sees this convergence of a bunch of different things, and they call in backup. So um, when the shop boys uh, walk into the bank manager's house, they get pistol-whipped by the mob guys, 
uh, and Bill sees this is a convergence of basically every character that we have run into so far. Uh, Ma Furpo is there and Bill Caesar. Dave finally comes clean about everything, basically. Uh, Bill confesses uh, to the assembled family that they robbed the bank, um, but begs uh, the the head mobster Vic not to do anything to these people because they're good. Um. And they also tell them that they put the money back. They gave it to the church. So they don't even have the cash here. So this whole hostage situation uh, is basically wasted. Um, backup arrives and the FBI gets on a bullhorn and lets everybody know they're surrounded. Um, we also learn at this point that Dave completely fabricated the letter from Vic to Sarah in the first place. So there yeah, was, that seemed like a dodoy. Yeah, like from the beginning, a, a yeah. shred of 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 anything there. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Timmy, uh, the cross-eyed sheriff's kid, manages to knock back one of the mobsters um, and shoot Vic in the shoulder. Uh, which sends him crashing out the window. Uh, the FBI storms the house and pulls everyone out. Uh, the escaped mobsters get sent back to New York to go back to prison, and that's a very unceremonious end for them. Um, everybody else in the family is brought into a room um, uh, with the Furpos for Agent Pizer to question them. Um the uh only difference though is uh sarah sarah apparently escapes being questioned about what was going on and she goes to talk to the priest uh who confirms that uh the money was returned to him with a note so um agent Pizer would have been tried... funnier if the priest tried to uh, keep the money though <laughs> very different ending uh yeah. but still yeah. a, a a better dark comedy perhaps i think so yeah so uh, Pizer get, tries to get Mrs. Anderson, the bank manager's wife, to identify the Furpo brothers as the bank robbers. She says she can't. Uh, Timmy says that the brothers saved them from getting hurt in the hostage situation. Uh, the shop boys tell the agents that the brothers bought three ski masks at their shop. And since you found ski masks in that car in the river um, and they don't have any ski masks, they must have ditched them after the robbery. However... Uh, Alvin's kleptomania uh, saves the day as he says, you want to see ski masks? I'll show you ski masks and pulls three ski masks uh, out of his uh, jacket. Uh, Any this... idea where he got the second set of ski masks? I didn't catch that. He, he stole them while I mean, they he were stole in the them. shop. Yeah. Okay, so it was just the, the same stop, basically. I think a funnier bit would have been for them to go over the top a little bit more and pull out mm -hmm. even more ski masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's collecting them. He's got the... Yeah, uh, he has like 40 of them. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a fucking uh, 1950s watch, like stolen watch salesman on the corner of the street mm -hmm. with the, the trench coat that opens up and it's just yeah. ski masks. Yeah, classic. That'd be so good. Um, So uh, Agent Pizer demands to know where the Furpo brothers were at the time of the robbery. Um, and Sarah comes in at this point. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Also, Cliff, the bank manager, for whatever reason, Sarah and Cliff weren't brought into the room for questioning initially. So um, uh, Sarah uh, and Cliff come back in uh, and claim that they were with them. The Furpo brothers were with them Christmas shopping. Uh, 
and all of the townsfolk in the room, like one by one, uh, back up the lie. Uh, at this point, the priest comes in with the money from the bank heist, uh, and Pizer is pissed. Uh, he tells the Furpo brothers that uh, he thinks they're getting uh, the break of a lifetime and not to screw it up and tells everybody basically to get the hell out of there. So uh, at the conclusion of the movie, uh, Ma Furpo and the brothers go to get on a bus, um, but Sarah shows up to say goodbye to Bill. Um, Bill asks her what she thinks about him maybe moving to paradise, uh, and they kiss. Um, Ma Furpo uh, sees what's going on and basically tells the bus driver, uh, let's go, uh, Bill is definitely staying, and the bus driver drives off. Uh, with Bill shouting goodbye and walking off hand in hand uh, with Sarah and the credits roll. It so, was a movie. It, it was a movie. It could use some more stink on it, but like it, it wasn't was, as bad as I was led to believe. It was better than I expected it to be. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It, it's, um, it does not deserve the malign that it gets online. No, no, it is or a, upon its original release. This was absolutely panned by critics. It is absolutely fine to throw on during Christmas as like a Christmas movie if you have to kill a hundred minutes. It's fine. It's about as fine as any fucking random Christmas movie that comes out. All of the dregs that didn't get, you know, the licensing bought by TNT to play every single year ad nauseum. TNT uh, and uh, Li- Lifetime and Hallmark are like the other yeah. two big ones where it's just as soon as December hits, nothing but fucking Christmas stuff. Well, yeah, but been. like, but like Hallmark now plays like new stuff, but like stuff you've never heard of, like uh, like Christmas yeah, time in Breckenridge or something. They're <laughs> making all of those. That's yeah, the thing. And, like, yeah, and and it's all the and it's all the same movie. It's uh, she has a high power job in New York. He likes to chop wood at home and give his mom soup. How will they ever <laughs> fall in love? <laughs> and like half of them are starring Melissa Joan Hart now. It's the same movie over and over and over. Yeah. Those, yeah. If you ever want to just give yourself a chuckle, look through the titles of the Hallmark Christmas movies. They are more leg. <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movies. No, I just I just want a list. <laughs> I don't want to buy them. <laughs> like, buy Hallmark Christmas movies. It's just a bundle. It's just a flat fee, and you get five. Here we go. <laughs> we have we have checking it twice, uh, which is a photo of just a, a woman in a ski cap and a dude with a hockey stick. Uh-huh. Oh, you're gonna see a lot. Uh, of that. Where Where are you, Christmas? Which is just a black and white photo of a woman in like a business blazer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Under uh-huh. the Christmas sky, which is two middle aged people looking up at um like Christmas at a lights. Nuclear strike. Oh. <laughs> uh, Christmas by design, which is a dude wearing a knit sweater and a woman with like a leather bound book, like ready to take notes, like she's a designer. I get it. No, it's it's a grimoire. She's <laughs> casting a spell to kill Christmas. Um. Mystic Christmas, which is just two people, and then a seal in the it's background. It's a sequel to Mystic River, actually. Sean <laughs> Penn is great. I in bet it. it's really sad. It's uh, so sad. <laughs> Joyous Noel, but Joyous is spelled like the French way, like J O Y E U X. Duke. 
which is just two people holding hands and the one and the woman uh is staring at the guy longingly but like he seems out of her league yeah uh, i think lifetime flipping lifetime. for christmas which is exactly what you think it is is two people holding paintbrushes at a christmas tree <laughs> never been christ <laughs> 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 is it a rom-com about santa <laughs> uh the santa <laughs> summit which is three chicks dressed as santa i'm assuming that's a literal santa the cabal summit. of santas dude i hope that's actually a gender bent santa movie that would rule navigating christmas uh, a heidelberg holiday who the fuck is heidelberg i don't know a, a merry scottish christmas who the fuck is Mary Scott? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Holiday Hotline, which is a man on a cell phone and a woman with a headset. Catch me if you claws. Jesus Christ! Holy I shit! Feel like, I, I honestly, I feel mind. like they've got they've got one dude employed for minimum wage that's like us, and they're like Christmas puns. Just keep churning them out. And he's like, all right, let me think about it. <laughs> Letters to Santa, Holiday Road, Christmas in Notting Hill. Haul out the holly lit Whoa, this is haul out the holly lit up. So some of these are like fucking asylum movies where they have a similar title to another movie to try and trick people into watching them. A like Balt- fucking oh, this was a Baltimore Christmas. It's a Baltimore Christmas. I, uh, okay. say, I wanted to see a Baltimore. I watched the a fucking wire <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> My Norwegian I, holiday, not so royal Christmas. The Christmas only with a Baltimore kit. Christmas movie I'd watch is one written by Stavros Hakia. <laughs> oh my, that'd be so good. I I fucking love his Sunday post with him just with a thick fucking Baltimore accent talking about how the Ravens are going to win. Oh, Ron- Ronnie <laughs> is Ronnie so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, Sealed with a list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I've, I've hit the you. end. I'm sure you haven't. I, I'm sure you've just hit your you tolerance level for it. surface. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Lifetime has two formulas. If it's Christmas time, Christmas pun named movies. If it's not Christmas time, a woman is beaten savagely by her husband. <laughs> it's just what what was that Jennifer Lopez movie? Jiggly? <laughs> That's not the one he's thinking of. No. He's thinking of the revenge one. Like yeah. uh, like hang a on. Peppermint if I type or what was if the... I type in Jennifer Lopez enough. movie. Enough. Here, it's gonna come up with Jiggly. Yes, enough. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna put in Jennifer Lopez movie beat by husband. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it is called enough. I do remember that now. Yep. It's a because specific she's had brand enough. of film. It's a specific brand. It's Yeah, it well, I mean it's it's an offshoot of like the Girl Boss film, I feel. Yeah. Um, or, or the Girl Boss film might be a shoot off of that. Yeah. Uh there it's a little bit different. It's 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 like the lone wolf revenge, but but woman tinged but uh, what if but what if she has a vagina yeah there was it's a, yeah uh, it's, it's it like what if all... charles bronson was a lady yeah yeah there, there there was one that i actually kind of liked from 2017 i think it was an australian film i'm not 100 uh but it's literally called revenge 
Um, I think it's Aussie. I'm trying to see. I mean, hey, it cuts right to the point. Like, I respect it. Yeah, it's a what was it? Last house on the left, spit on your grave. Those sort of like define. Yeah, it. yeah, um, yeah. Straw dogs. Um, straw dogs. Um, I, yeah, I mean, like those out of those personally, those but... kind of like lean more into the horror genre than like enough. Uh, yeah, uh, most certainly. True. Uh, at at their core, they're just like uh revenge flicks. You know. Yeah. I mean? Yeah, which is, it's a fine movie. <clears throat> um I like a revenge. I do too. Uh but yeah, no. This was just sort of like a a wonky uh, I I think what they were going for was like an adult humor tinged uh Christmas movie, but they didn't lean particularly hard in any individual direction. Um and I think that's probably what provoked uh the negative reception to it. Right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't a squeaky clean Christmas movie. It wasn't a foul-mouthed Christmas movie. It was just what it was, which was a amalgamation of some crime and Christmas. Um, it's, a, it's a B version of a Coen Brothers movie. It, like, lacks the actual depth of wit or the their ability to make those like convergence moments where you have a bunch of criminals all going after the same thing actually work. It just doesn't work this in a way that's very satisfying in this compared to like a raising Arizona or like a, Oh brother, where art thou or Fargo even or Fargo. Yeah. Like right. not... also at the same time though, like Nick cage was kind of coming off um, not a great run of movies. Like right before this, he did guarding Tess. I think that's the same director. Deadfall, which has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. Um, Red Rock West, which we all really enjoyed, but nobody yeah, saw. Yeah, we liked that one. Red Rock um, West was good. Yeah. A- Amos and Andrew, which apparently was middling. Let's see what... Oh, God, I just, re- I just happened to see as I was going down to Nick Cage's uh, <coughs> filmography... Did you know that he supported Andrew Yang in the 2020 election? No, I didn't. Now I'm you know. I'm not even mildly surprised by that. Uh, not even a little bit. Also, uh, Hugh Wilson directed Guarding Tess. Okay, it wasn't um, uh, David? Then you have like, I, Dana George Carvey. Did George, okay. Um, Dana Carvey was literally coming off the Wayne's Worlds. This is a, a weak follow-up to the Wayne's World. Right. Correct, what, yeah. what was John Lovitz doing before this? I think this is like just before he was doing The Critic, or like right when he was doing The Critic. Um, I have to look up television. Uh, The Critic, 94. This was right when he was doing The Critic. Uh, he was coming off doing City Slickers 2, Coneheads. <laughs> oh, I love The Hunt for Curly's Gold. Can we review that? <laughs> we have an excuse now. Yeah, I think he just had kind of like three at like Nick Cage was in a lull. Dana Carvey was coming off of, you know, like two of the funniest, like um topical movies of the nineties. Yeah. Uh, I don't what, I, I don't I, I watched Williams World the other day and it's like it shouldn't have aged well, and it absolutely did. it's weird, right? Like fucking a lot of those jokes that are obvious pop culture references play on their own for no apparent reason. Yeah. 
Like when they're doing all of the advertisements. Yeah, little yellow well, different. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it helps that like fucking Adidas and Pepsi are still powerhouse companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. It like it, it 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 it's it's a weird film, and like I said, I don't think it leaned too hard in any particular direction, and just got lost in the middle. Um, so I don't know. It was fine. Throw it on for Christmas if you're not uh, too offended by uh, <laughs> hearing the R word thrown around uh, pretty heftily early on. But otherwise, the rest of it is uh, generally benign. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine is what I'll say. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's like a C plus, B minus, to, maybe. Yeah, not much else to say about it. Carvey is is pretty solid. I will say he was probably the. Uh, I I do think Nick Cage was doing his best with what he had, but but Car- Carvey Carvey was, went for it. He was swinging yeah. for the 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 fences as far as trying to make people laugh. Uh, and that that does pull through uh, uh definitely shines through in certain parts of the film so you know it is what it is uh what what what, what fresh hell do we have for us next oh we have some fresh hell because we got primal yeah yeah so dear listener uh we fucking knew we had primal or we our, already our, watched it it was terrible it we, we gotta cover it it's so bad <laughs> It's like, look, look, look. Did you like Captain Phillips? Do you like <laughs> no. animals? And do I you do. like Con Air? Okay, I like two of those three things. Now, if you You're gonna hate all, <laughs> if you take those three movies and put them together like Play-Doh, it sounds like you should have a pretty good movie on your hands, right? Yeah, it sounds nope. like that. Yeah, no, nope. it no. I know better. Right, well, so, sa- save your vitriol next week. We also, kill primal. I, also, I I told uh I I told the co-host this uh the villain looks like a jacked Elon Musk. Hope you're ready for that. Yeah, you got a you got a free Sopranos reference in there, and the only sneak preview I will give our listeners on this is uh Fam Famke Jansen. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her first name I, right. I don't know if I was gonna try and pronounce it, I'd be a dick and be like Famke Jansen, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that might be incorrect also. But maybe but, racist uh, here. Maybe. Here's, yeah. Here, here's you can't the be racist against preview the I'll give you. No. Her plastic surgeon should be taken out behind a barn and shot. That is all I have to say about that. It's I I was I was excited to see. I was like, oh, I can't believe they, you know, they got her. What's she been up to since X-Men? Um, yes. And the answer is bad work, bad work has been done since then so wait 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 who was who this again uh xenia uh, on a top from goldeneye uh the, uh the one lady in the movie Jean yeah gray gene gray from the the, the I, yeah because jackman like, x-men i i was watching this movie and was honestly thinking like they clearly wanted to age her to be about 35. Why didn't they just hire a 35-year-old? I don't know. She was like fucking 50-something when this movie was shot. She's 59 now. It was only... So yeah. she was 54. Yeah. Yeah, the amount of frozen muscles in, in her face is just terrible. Terrible. 
Uh, you didn't need to do that to yourself, girl. That's just that's just one man's opinion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, there's 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 a lot of weird shit uh, uh, in this movie, and a return, if I'm not mistaken, just double check. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, a return. Uh, one of our directors from a previous film. Uh, is back the again. Outcast guy, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember Outcast. What was Outcast about again? It was about Crusaders in Crusaders. China. Crusaders, yeah, Crusaders oh, in China. And, the uh, one and... with uh, Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker is all up on yeah. the fucking. He's smoking the ope. Who was not awful in that movie? I enjoyed him in that movie. Was not good, but he was fine in it. I the most interesting you. character in that movie is the camera. The one time it does anything interesting, <laughs> follows a bucket of water. It does. And I, fucking, I hate. I hate, hate to tell you, uh, Outcast is uh, Nick Powell's stronger entry. <laughs> 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 uh, so, so real quick, just because now I'm on the the chick that played uh, Jean Grey. Uh, in 2006, she won the Scream World Scream Award for sexiest superhero. Cool. In in X Men, X Men: The Last Stand. Apparently, she also won Best Flesh Scene, which I don't want to know what the fuck that means. I know what it means, <laughs> but I'm gonna. Hate if that doesn't it. go to David Cronenberg every time he has a movie out, I'd be really disappointed. No, David David Cronenberg misunderstands that category <laughs> and is pissed every year. Well, you know, all hail the new flesh. What was this most recent one? Is like the. Uh, oh, the <laughs> crimes of the future about eating microplastics. Yeah, cri- crimes of the future. He doesn't win the flesh award. He's like, "What do you want me to do?" <laughs> <laughs> I've shown you all of the configurations of flesh I can think of. <laughs> you sure, possessor was a shoe in <laughs> one year. <laughs> well, that's his son. That's a different Cronenberg. There you go. Yeah. Both of them are just trying for the flesh award, and nobody has had the heart to tell them that it's not what they think it is. <laughs> I would, I would prefer that. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I'm sure the real spirit of the flesh award is far more upsetting than anything Cronenberg can give us. Oh shit! I forgot she was also in this other like. I don't know if I'm about to shit talk something that's going to get me yelled at. Did either of you guys see Knights of the Zodiac? I was literally, I did not see it. I, I was about to look at it. Very nearly every episode of the anime. And I'm pretty sure, I haven't seen the movie. I think it might be that she is the only white person in that movie. Watch I think it. I think movie. it might be. Okay, no, there are some it. other white people. Are there? Okay, Madison I thought it was like, a, Sean Bean is in it. Sean really? Bean is fucking in weird. It. So you know, like, he I dies. thought it was a Japanese production. It might be. Um, Hang on, because there are a lot of white names going on here. You know, uh, may, maybe will rise. Is yeah, tech, maybe right? it is an American production because the Knights of the Zodiac was the American name of Saint Seiya. I mean, like it was released in Japan and distributed in a by a Japanese uh, distribution company. The director's Polish. Yeah, the director's oh. Polish. Um, the screenplay is by a guy named Josh Campbell. It's, it's, it's not. It's not, I watched it. That's 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 as far as I can get uh, in my endorsement. Um, U.S. Japanese co-production. Okay. 
Oh, the writer wrote um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was good. Oh, neat. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I don't even remember how we got. Oh, because we were talking about Fomka. Fomka, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how we got there. Yeah, she's she's experiencing a, a weird late career. But who knows, man? Uh, this this podcast started because uh, people thought Nick Cage was on the downswing. Who knows what her renaissance will bring? The Fomkasants? Yeah, yeah the Fomkasants. Uh, yeah, I can't think of a good a podcast good closing. title for one covering her movies yet. Give me, give me some yeah. time. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll, I'll bring the big guns on on our review of Primal. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So thank, thank you, listeners, for joining us. Where we finally escaped uh, from paradise. That was harrowing, and I hope not to have to experience it again. Um, if uh you're starving for content from us uh in between now and the release of our reviews of primal uh you can find us on social media we're on twitter at cagefight underscore pod uh we have a very very popular patreon uh where you can give us a dollar a month uh and skip all the ad nonsense rich where where can they find that again patreon.com slash nick cage fight look i'm not going to give you the pitch just give us a dollar Put a dollar in an envelope. You don't have to put anything on it. Throw it in the mailbox. It'll get to us. It will get to us. Yeah. They will know. Yeah, they'll 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 know. They another dollar to go into the Nick Cage fight, guys. Somewhere on the East Coast. They just write on the envelope East Coast. Yeah. We go down to the, the shore every morning and collect. <laughs> yeah, it just it shows up on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, thank you for tuning in. Tune in next time, uh, for Primal. Um, and uh, as always, uh, dear listeners, through thick and thin, through uh, uh, IT issues, uh, and uh, recording difficulties, please remember, uh, we most certainly appreciate you. Bye, 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 b